0: Welcome back to another episode of Iron Sharpens Iron. We on Iron Sharpens Iron believe that who you surround yourself with matters. And at the heart of this belief is Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Well, welcome to this special episode of Iron Sharpens Iron. We have joining us today the Sisters of Life. Right now we have uh, Sister Lucia and then later we'll have one more sister coming on I think and she'll just come on uh at
1: at some point here whenever they're you know they're all hard at work with a spiritual accompaniment (laughs) right now with students and so um as those are getting out we're gonna you know squeeze in here just a a quick recording session so (laughs) yeah so uh yeah today we're gonna be kind of talking about the
0: the vocation and dignity of women um but if you want to just give a quick introduction uh who you are and maybe a little bit about the sisters of life
2: yeah thank you well i'm sister lucia Christie, um and yeah the sisters of life we just believe that every person is good and unique and unrepeatable that every life matters that you have infinite dignity because you are made in the image of almighty god and that's awesome right and we also know that it's really easy to forget that and especially in our culture and especially on a college campus where um there can just be a lot of pressures and anxieties and fears and um, and so we just exist as a community to proclaim that truth over and over again that every person is good that every person is infinitely loved and made for infinite love um, and we manifest that in our mission so we walk with women who are pregnant and in crisis um, just surrounding them with love and support and all the everything that they need to be able to choose life for themselves and for their children and um, and then we also walk with women who have suffered after the experience of abortion, just bringing them to healing and mercy and uh, new life in the Lord. We know that there's no sin that's too big for God's mercy. There's nothing that he can't redeem. And so it's a really privileged and beautiful work to really see God bring about the resurrection in the lives of these women. Um, and then one of our... Um, Yeah, a gift that we have as sisters in Denver. We live in Denver and we get to serve on college campuses full time. So we come to NDSU um, a couple times a semester and just get to walk with all the students, but in particular with the young women in one-on-one spiritual accompaniment. And um, yeah, just to be a sign of God's love on campus to every student.
0: Yeah. And I know the students around here, they love it when you guys guys come down here, when they get to meet with you. I think it's especially important, especially in these... uh, these college years of, a, of um, a student's life to this this age group is when people are trying to really figure out what they want to do mm-hmm. with their life, and they really need the spiritual accompaniment and spiritual direction from, from you guys. So it's amazing to have you guys here and uh, do, doing what you do.
1: Yeah. yeah, and one thing I've noticed over, you know, a number of these visits as uh, you've gotten to come visit with us is that the relationships you're able to build up with the students grow over time because of the consistency of the visits and those conversations. It's not a one-time conversation. Sometimes it picks up where it left off Mm -hmm. on the last visit. And I just think it's been so fruitful to have you here. So I'm just super grateful.
2: Oh, we are grateful. It's such a gift, such a gift.
0: Yeah. So getting right into it, um, can you discuss maybe a little bit about what it means to, um, have a vocation as a Catholic woman or just a woman in general, right? Mm. It didn't, not necessarily Catholic or, but yeah, yeah. from a Catholic viewpoint. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Definitely. Well, it's such a, it's a gift to be a woman. Wow. God is so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think there's, there's something very beautiful about the, the feminine heart, which is, is made to be receptive. Right. And so we, in particular, in our relationship with God, we have this this gift of written into our bodies is what's also uh, mirrored in our souls, right? That we are, we're made, every human being is made to be receptive to God's love, but women in particular have, it's easier in some sense, right? <laughs> because that's how uh, our physical bodies are made as well, to be receptive to love, Um so that is, is a huge gift and a huge, I think, advantage in the Christian life. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <Yep. laughs> um, you have different advantages, right? <laughs> um, but we, we have this, this gift that's, uh, that in, part of our nature is to be open to the other and, and ultimately to be open to God, right? And Jesus is portrayed as the bridegroom, right? The bridegroom of the church, and we are the bride. And so to, to really embrace our femininity is to embrace – that ultimate vocation to be the bride of christ right and um yeah and so our our vocation in this life is meant to be a reflection of that whether we're called to religious life or consecration or to marriage um it's it's a a beautiful complementarity of of really living that receptivity from here until eternity
0: yeah um yeah Fulton Sheen, I think, puts it really nicely on the importance of women in society. And I have a quote here mm-hmm. um, written down from him. It's, um, to a great extent, the level of any civilization is the level of its womanhood. When a woman, w- or when a man loves a woman, he has to become worthy of her. The higher her virtue, the more no- noble her character, the more devoted she is to truth, justice, and goodness, the more a man has to aspire to be worthy of her. The history of civilization could actually be written in terms of the level of its women. So yeah, with um, thinking of that quote, it's, just amazing the the vocation of women and women mm-hmm. is just the entire civilization is really j- just like he was saying is um determined on that um womanhood um but yeah can you discuss a little bit about um the discernment and dis- uh, discovering your vocation as a woman um um maybe not um as much detail of, of your d- vocation story but how mm-hmm. a wom- woman can go about doing that
2: yeah well i think it, it all happens in prayer primarily mm-hmm. right of uh, really spending time with the Lord and asking the question of, God, how have you made my heart to love, right? What is What are your dreams for me? Um, what is this love that you've given me to then lavish on the world, right? Um, so it, it begins with receiving God's love. It begins with receiving myself as a gift and knowing myself to be infinitely loved. Um, and then to ask the question, all right, Lord, you've given me so much. How are you inviting me to give that love away, right? What does that look like in my life? Um, and that, yeah, there's many manifestations of that in the world, right? Um, but yeah, it's primarily about how are you calling me to love and be loved, right? And what is, what is the gift that I can give to the world in that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, um, yeah, really profound, um, really, um, in prayer and building that relationship with, with Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Figuring out how, um, you can build build off that and and grow in that and spirit even in, yeah spiritual direction like yeah, you guys totally. do here yeah
2: yeah it's a gift to be able to talk it through with someone else too right someone who's a little bit further in the spiritual life someone who knows uh, discernment deeply right and has lived it themselves that can be a huge gift um to just be able to to bring what's happening in prayer what what am i hearing from the lord what am i not hearing maybe um and what does all this mean yeah we we all need that we need someone kind of outside of ourselves to to be able to look um with a little bit more objectivity at at what's going on and and how god might be moving Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and i think yeah especially in kind of the secular society we live in we i I see a lot anyway, just on social media about how, you know, maybe that motherhood isn't the, isn't, you know, something you have to strive for. It's not important, you know, go after your career or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, something, you know, that's not as important at all, at, at all from what what we know. Um, so yeah, maybe you can talk about some of the challenges that women might face in um, today's secular society.
2: Definitely. Well, maybe we could just welcome... Before we answer this question, Mm -hmm. Sister Veritas just arrived.
3: Hi. I I was (laughs) late. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No problem.
1: No problem. But like we said, doing the hard work of spiritual (laughs)
0: accompaniment. Amen. It's
3: a gift. Totally a gift. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So welcome to the Iron Sharpens Iron. Um, If you want to, can you give just a brief introduction of... uh, of yourself, maybe your name, a uh, little bit about yourself.
3: Sure, sure. I'm Sister Marie Veritas. I'm originally from Canada, Western Canada, where it's also cold like North Dakota. So negative I'm 40 <laughs> is normal for me. So I, I feel very at home here. And uh, I've had the gift of um, uh, entering the sisters in 2010 and uh, been in a variety of missions, but I just got mission to our Denver location in, in uh, August. So the gift of uh, visiting campuses uh, this year. So love coming to NDSU. Such a joy.
0: Yeah, that's no, <laughs> awesome. We love having you here for yeah,
3: sure. For yeah, sure. it's such a gift.
0: Um, but yeah, um, any, uh, let's uh, yeah, get question, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the secular world question, right? Like the
1: and and, and mm-hmm. I've seen this just, um, you know, in, after a number of years of marriage and watching different married couples that my wife and I have known, and the balancing of the that career question, especially as children start to come along and then they don't know kind of what to do. It's not, they, they don't have the foundation um, built up for sometimes um, the wife and mother to step away from that. And um, so I don't know, that whole dynamic, maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, speak
3: on that. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, every woman, right, is called um, to be a bride and a mother, right? No matter if I become religious or married, it's actually like that's what we're made for. That's mm-hmm. what our hearts yearn for, and um, that's what our capacity is. You know, to be to be bride, to be mother, um, and that can be spiritually or you know, and or physically, right? And I think kind of the question of the secular world and understanding of women and career and all of that, um, I think a lot of it actually comes back to this basis of identity: Who am I? right and and is my love good yes you know but who am i and i think when when identity is lost or a sense of identity is lost um then it can be easy to lose a sense of direction in terms of what i do with my day-to-day and with my life you know and um you know of course can women have careers and be moms and yes you know that's possible but there's also there's this balance of of living that in a way that actually, I'm allowing my identity as bride and mother to flourish and not to be um, secondary, that makes mm-hmm. sense.
1: Yeah, and I would imagine it bears out in just the level of, of contentment and happiness and peace that a woman might feel when those things are aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that, because you get to minister to not only college students, but then you know in uh, a number of your other apostolates, have you seen that kind of click for some of the women that you minister with that they actually as they get that point sister that you just uh, mentioned that wow they they actually become more peaceful and happy
2: mm-hmm. definitely definitely it's a, it's amazing to walk with a woman who's pregnant and and experiencing a crisis right experiencing really tragic and difficult circumstances a lot of the time right um but then to see her embrace her motherhood it, it changes everything, right? And she comes alive in a new way. and and it doesn't mean that everything suddenly is perfect in her life right. and that things are totally easy. But even in just her her saying yes to, okay, God has entrusted this new life to me. and I am capable of love in this situation. Um it is so stunning to mm-hmm. see what God does, right, with that yes, and how the mother herself experiences new life, right? Um, yeah, it's so, so beautiful. Mm-hmm.
3: We had one woman who was living with us at our convent in Manhattan, and um, she had had her baby. She had lived with us with her her baby. And uh, then she'd come back to visit a number of of uh, years later. And she said, you know, sisters, I'm, I'm finally becoming the person you always believed me to be. Mm. You know, you always knew who I was. And, and it's so moving, you know, like, um, yeah, like this giving women permission to actually be who they are. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It, just the flourishing. Sister
2: Lumen Glorie just arrived. <laughs> so we just want to say welcome.
0: Yes. Welcome to, uh, welcome to the podcast. I don't, I don't know if you <laughs> want to give a brief introduction of, uh, of yourself or,
3: uh. Oh, sure. I'm Sister Lou McGlory. Um, I am originally from Nebraska, so good Midwest, all these good North Dakotans here,
2: welcome to us. So, um, I am in my seventh year as a sister of life and I live in Denver, Colorado with these two good sisters that you've been hearing here, so. I I, I
1: love this podcast because as each of you trickle in, it's because you're just so hard at work serving (laughs) our students and being with them. It's just, it's so much fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we're kind of talking about, yeah, just the dignity of women. Um, uh, Maybe, yeah, we can uh, touch on a little bit about these challenges that we talk about, but how women can embrace um, their dignity in the midst of these challenges. And uh, yeah, how can they help other women do the same? Um, Because, I mean, a lot of uh, college campuses, they don't have the blessing of having you guys uh, um, serving on them. So I guess how can women, maybe who don't have um, the Sisters of Life coming to their campus, they don't even have a Newman Center maybe, but how can they um, take these challenges and go out and help other women um, face them head on?
2: That's a great question. (laughs) I don't want to uh, be constantly returning to the same subject, but I think I'm going to. So I think it all it all starts with prayer, right? Yeah. It starts with, yeah, living, receiving my identity deeply, as Sister Veritas was just saying, like really um, receiving the love of God for me, um, because we always say in our missions, you know, when a woman knows that she's loved, she can do anything, anything, right? And so we need we need to know that. We need to spend time um, really allowing ourselves to receive God's love, to receive the gift of who we are, um, and then that strengthens us to then go forward and into the secular world that doesn't always value women or that doesn't see um, the good in a woman's vocation, right? Um, it strengthens us to go into that place with a sense of who am I and what am I about, right? And what what I'm about is love. <laughs> it's love. Um, and so how can I yeah, then love every other woman in my life and build her up so that she can then do the same, right? And how can I really um, give the gift of my femininity, which is to say, to give the gift of my receptivity to every person that I encounter, right? To see the good in the person in front of me, um, to delight in that good, right? And to reflect that good back to them to say like, no, you are also good, <laughs> right? You are a gift to me. Um, and the reason that God has put you into my life is so that I can love and be loved by you as well. Um, so I do think there's there's a, a real gift that women can give to one another, but also give to the world in this, when I'm totally grounded in God's love for me, and I know that my mission is just to receive more of that love and then to give it away generously.
3: Mm. Yeah. I love that, Sister, I just wanna add, because I think it's so beautiful and powerful, but also to, I think to um, allow ourselves to, Uh, engage healing and to Mm -hmm. allow the Lord to heal us, you know, because there's a lot of ways that the culture has lied to us about who we are and said, you're not enough, you're too much, um, you know, she's better than you are, whatever, or, or, um, you know, making us feel ashamed or down or things like that, you know, the the trap of compare and despair, all these things that actually can really um, gnaw at and kind of erode a woman's self of her uh, understanding of herself and her own goodness, you know, Um, or, or thinking, you know, my worth comes from what I look like, or um, what I can do for this guy or, you know, different things like that. And actually to allow ourselves to be healed in all those different ways that we've been lied to in our hearts, you know, or, or mm-hmm. lies that we believed about ourselves. Um, I think that's a powerful thing, actually, in, in terms of being able to live our identity and root ourselves in our um yeah, and the feminine genius, as uh, John Paul II talks about, you know. So through prayer, you know, that can happen through prayer, um, through yeah, spiritual accompaniment. Um, you know, sometimes through counseling is helpful, or reading, you know, great books. You know, um, but to really allow ourselves to be, um, to know, like I am beautiful, because I think as women sometimes we can be afraid to be beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. But to actually give ourselves permission to to be healed in a way that uh, we can we can live that. So.
1: Yeah, you know, as, as you're describing all this, um, this image comes to my mind of, you know, the world of man, the masculine world. And mm-hmm. it, it, it tends to be very technical and objective and almost utilitarian, mm-hmm. whereas uh, when woman gets to come into the picture, she softens it, makes <laughs> it more life-giving, uh, more pleasant to be there. And I, I remember way back when when I was a focus missionary, uh, we had a regional gathering of local missionaries that were in that region. And we all got together and uh, one night the men were gonna host the big meal and then the next morning the women were gonna host the brunch. Mm-hmm. So we all showed up and the you know everyone's having a good time. The food's there, the food tastes good. But the men, they're serving it out of like those foil trays and it's just kinda on the counter and it's like eh, food's ready, you know, and, <laughs> and it the house itself is well, it's like a college aged man's house. There's like posters on the wall, DVDs, sports, you know, but not a whole lot. So then the next morning, we all show up to uh, one of the women's apartments for brunch. And we walk in. And there's a vase of flowers sitting there. And it's... <laughs> clean everything's pristine and there's a, a you know aroma candles burning and the food is presented on trays and the fruits cut in little shapes and all that and and the, you the, the the night and day difference between the two now we all got fed at both meals but there was just something fundamentally more pleasant about the brunch that the women were hosting you know the men made sure we didn't starve great fine but but the women made sure that we were loved and mm-hmm. and i think that that image always just comes to my mind if you want to know the difference well boom there it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i do love how you keep coming back to uh
0: root your relationship in prayer because Mm -hmm. your relationship with jesus is really where it all comes down with Mm -hmm. comes down to and if you don't have that we're really nothing so really root it at the beginning is go to prayer Mm -hmm. and then even through your your meetings you have or spiritual accompaniment continue to take that to prayer and in every moment, pray unceasingly, right? Yeah. And uh, so I, I love how you keep coming back to that, and especially in today's society, like you were talking about with, with social media and we're constantly comparing ourselves to, um, you know, how how we look, how, how many likes we get or something like that, but really at the end of the day, none of that matters. It's um, that you're a child of God and you're loved, you're loved by God. Um, but, yeah, we're coming uh, coming up to the end here. Unfortunately, we are on a time limit with how, how busy you guys are here, <laughs> and we love that um, you guys are probably heading right out to spiritual direction or lunch right after this. But um, just a tight schedule, and we're so happy that you guys uh, could join us on today's podcast. Um, but is there any, any last words you'd like to leave with uh, our listeners or anything?
2: Mm. I'd say don't be afraid to let yourself be loved. You know, that that's – yeah. Each of us is loved uniquely, unrepeatably. You have a gift to give to the world and to Jesus that no one else can give, right? And God loves you in a way that he loves no one else in the world. No one else who has ever existed, no one else who will ever exist for all time. So, um, yeah, to be bold in claiming that identity, right? To be bold in, in presenting yourself before the Lord and saying, here I am, love me, right? Right? And then, um, yeah, to be bold in giving that love away generously because, because you have a, a love that the, the world is thirsting for um, and that only you can give.
0: Awesome. Yeah, well, uh, to our listeners, like, subscribe, share this to someone and let them know that they are loved. But, yeah, thank you again, sisters, so much for being here.
3: Thank you. <laughs> We're praying for you. All.